to the call to worship. In Psalm 119, stanzas 48 through 52, there is a word. My hands also I will lift up to your commandments, which I love. And I will meditate on your statutes. Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction. For your word has given me life. The proud have me in great derision. Yet I do not turn aside from your law. I remember your judgment through of old and the Lord. You have comfort. God, we come to you. We come to you, Father God, just trusting you. Father God, we showed up this day expecting you. Yeah. We're expecting you moving, Father God, in this place. So, Father God, we pray. We're praying, Father God, that you move through this service. Yeah. Touch hearts right now that are heavy. <laughs> Touch minds right now that are silent. You will do this, Father. Yes. We trust that if you move, people will be okay. Yes. yes. We trust, Father God, that if you breathe over this, Father God, we should bless this service, Father God. Touch somebody in a special way, Father God. Touch somebody. Remind them, Father God, that they're yours. We pray that there's somebody here who does not know you the part of their sins. They'll make a commitment this day to join your side. So God, we thank you in advance. God, we use this service. Send your daughter's son to your name. She asked all these things.
same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be seen. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And let's read 41 together. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Amen. God is a blessing to the reading of this word. And in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41.
We want to make sure that when you you leave, and you will leave, okay. I will leave you. Uh, we want to make sure that you made a good impression. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the mouth of babies. Yes. Yeah. Well, now, how powerful that was. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see all this chilly. Out there, uh, we had the sun out yesterday, so that was uh, that was nice. Uh, cats won. Um, cats won. Tough game. Uh, Louisville. Uh, we got some Louisville fans. They're struggling. That's a two-game slide. Two un- two unranked opponents. Yeah. That's part of sport. That right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's part of it. You keep dribbling long enough, that ball, you're going to lose the game. But look, I say all that to say that God is still in control. Yeah. 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 I know there's a lot going on. Yeah. 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 I know that we've had a lot go on here in the last week or two. Right? And so we're praying. Praying for families. Uh, we're remembering uh, your sister. Your sister is Mary. Early this week. Oh, I don't need to tell you all my children. Sometimes it's good to put a pastor going in the and what the Lord reminded me of is that he got all in his control. Amen. 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 Am
you rock like this. I, I've only been here six, seven months. Are you seeing stuff right and left? Are you sure? You're my goodness. He's in control. That's right. I'm here to tell you as your pastor, he's in control. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, he's in Facebook Live, he's in control. Yeah. And he's steady the hearts and minds. I'm going to trust him. Amen. But let's have church again. Alright? Let's let's have church. Um, it's good to be on this side. Amen. I welcome you this morning. Uh, for, for those that have you know, joined us for the first time, if you'll stand, we won't have you say anything. Do we have any first time people? Yes. You see the clock? Let's do this. Let's do this. I say it all the time. It's so critical. Last week she showed me how critical it is to be as kind as you can be to one another. I have Pastor Rack, Mario Rack. He had a quote, and I'm going to use it, I'm giving you credit. When I say it again, I'll say it again. He said that I believe it was an African proverb that says, in the forest, there's sometimes. It's not always the lean tree that falls. Mm-hmm. We're not honest. We don't care. We don't care what kind of help you need. What kind of help you need? We want a good report. We want a good report from the doctor. We can leave this place. We take the time. We take the time to be kind to one another. We take the time to Amen. Stand up for a few minutes. Let's greet one another with a smack. Tell somebody you're glad to see.
Thank you. 
you make a way. Yes.
Father God, we're praying. We're praying for so many, some very loved ones yesterday. We're praying for so many that are preparing for very loved ones that's coming. We're praying for so many right here in Utah. We're struggling. We're praying for rest. Get rest. God bless this. Bless this place. As you continue, Father God, we are making a hope. And Father God, we just thank you that we have, although it's, it's a short time, enough time. God, we thank you that whatever time you give us, you give us the strength and the courage of someone right here. God, we just thank you for the opportunity. Bless us in all that we do. It's in the sunset we ask these things. Amen. Everyone has an opportunity to 
Okay, we're going to ask all our children to come down. All of our children. All of our children. How's everybody doing? Everybody doing good? Did you have a good week last week? Everybody went to school, didn't have any problems. Everybody had a good one. Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. What do you do? What do you do? Oh, she's all right. What do you do when you have trouble? Has anybody had any trouble? What do you do? You ask for help. Alright, what do you do? Think about it. Do you cry when you have trouble? Sometimes you do, don't you? Sometimes trouble will make you cry. Huh? But I think the best answer is like if you have trouble with your, with your school, what do you ask? Are your mother, are your teacher, you ask somebody that knows a little bit more, right? Yeah. Today, I just want to, uh, this morning in our Sunday school lesson, and today, pastor's going to talk about, today we're going to talk about two sets of people who had trouble. And the, the trouble was in the form of a great big school. Both of them were on the, on the water. Both of them were in a boat. But just like she said, when you have trouble, you ought to ask somebody for help. But you got to be careful who you ask. Because sometimes if you ask the wrong person, they can't help you. Man. If you so if you, if you got to ask the right person, Person for help. Now, in this in the Sunday school this morning, we met a man named Jonah, and, and God told Jonah to do something, and Jonah said, No, not gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, children listen in Sunday school. You, you don't think they do, but they listen. But now, Jonah disobeyed God, and God made a storm. God made a storm. <clears throat> they didn't call on the right person at first, and the storm kept getting worse. And then they finally called on the right person, and threw Jonah overboard, and the storm went away. Now, uh, today, we're going to talk about 12 men, 12 disciples. Jesus said, let's get in a boat. Also, 
God sent another storm. And Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat. But they knew what to do. They asked the right person the first time. And the storm went away because Jesus stood up and said, Peace, be still. He told the storm to go. So when you have trouble, yes, you should ask for help, but always be sure to ask the right person. Okay? Right person, you say the teacher, your mama, your daddy, somebody that can help you, okay? Now, the first person you ought to talk to about is who? The same people the disciples talk to. They talk to Jesus. Okay? Be sure to tell Jesus you talk to you. Alright! Any questions? If not, I'm going to give this to this Kayla. I got some stuff in here. I got some jolly ranchers. I'm going to give this to Taylor and she can hand it out for you, okay? Or are you going to give it to me? You think I'll trust you? Okay, I'll trust you. Alright, thank you all. Thank you all very much, okay?
She won't be that long. So yeah, make sure she hear what she's doing. Thank you. Thank you. 
you do think. So, Father God, we trust that you are ready to prepare. Prepare the preachers framework. So that God will bring strength to the Bring strength to the Lord. I ask that you already put it. Bring now, Father God. Open ears. <coughs> God, we need to hear from you. In the Son of Jesus' name, we ask that. Amen. 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 Quickly, it's so good to it's so, so good to see all all this morning. As our young my young king prepares to move on now, we thank God for him. Thank you. 
in Matthew 8, not the recorded Bible, Matthew 8, 23 to 27. Let me read these verses. And when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tent broke on the sea, so the boat was covered with waves. But he His disciples came to him and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. He said to them, Why are you fearful to you of this place? Then he arose and rebuked the land and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, Who can it be? And even the winds and the sea. Conversations with my son. Conversations with my son. The Sea of Galilee is more than 690 feet at low sea level. The water is up to 80 feet deep in some areas. To the north sits Mount Hermon, 1,900 feet in the air. Violent and sudden storms are the norm from May to October of each year. According to Don MacArthur, the strong winds sweep through the narrow gorges into the valley, adding to the suddenness of the storms. The storms come sudden, they come quickly, and they come violently. The storms come sudden, they come quickly, they come violently. The storms come sudden, they come quickly, they come The songwriter said, time is filled with swift transition. God of earth, you can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. See, how, how do you respond in your story? How do you react when life's tough times come? Are you a witness to God's fading power? Yeah. Or are you and I reacting just like the world? Yeah. We get upset to the point that we quit on God. Quit going to church. We start trying to get everybody to feel sorry for us. Yeah. Blame everyone for our troubles. Job said, man is but a few days full of trouble. Yeah. If we know trouble is coming, why many times we act as if there is no hope? Why do we let the storms continue? Jesus and his disciples are, are on a boat. The boat that they're on is likely 26 feet or so long, seven and a half feet wide. The vessel was four or five feet deep with a flat bottom to get to the end of the shore. 
Then the twelve men could get in the boat, and there was more than likely a bench on each side. The boat is by no means a large ship. Mm -hmm. At the apex of the height of the waves during this storm, they would have reached higher than the ship itself. The experienced fishermen had reason to be concerned from an earthly standpoint, if you read. But if the water continued to get in the boat, they would be in trouble. Yeah. But remember one thing Jesus is home. So we have this storm. See the top there. We have the boat. We have the disciples. But most importantly, we have Jesus. Yeah. What becomes evident is that Jesus, who is sleeping, is experiencing something the disciples are not Grandma and granddaddy experienced something that many of us have not figured out. They figured out that the one who created the wind, the one that created the storm, the one that created the materials for the boat, created the water that is coming into the ship, he's free. Yeah. Now Jesus has allowed, if you will, his humanity to speak. Just a moment. Yeah. As his weariness from the work leading up to this period as the people. The water. The water must be hidden. The scene is noisy. Yet he chose to remain. So for us, it's not the intensity of the storm, nor the height of the waves, or even the amount of the water that determines if we're going to have peace or not. We must possess something have something already in us but him sustains. What can I what can I learn from this from this passage? What can I gather from this passage that will teach me how to handle it? Conversations are critical. What we say can speak life or death into a situation. According to Proverbs 18 2. So, see the top just for a moment. What are you saying during your song? And who are you saying? saying this what are you saying in the midst of this song? And who are you saying? We, we find, we find in, in Reverend We find that the first clue to dealing with our storm, talking to our situation, is that we first talk about it. see that in the text. The disciples in the midst of it, and keep in mind now, the disciples, they, they see Jesus standing. You look at that, you look at you all the Bible students, but there's a series of miracles that have already been done. Right? So, so we see the disciples, and, and we see them in the midst of it. Most of them are experienced Christians. Even in the midst of all our experiences, we're still going to struggle. We're still going to struggle. 
You don't, you don't, you don't go through life working if you just make sense to stay away from stuff. And you don't, you know, you don't raise your hand and ask for it. But you press on realizing there's no reason for what do we got? We got the disciples. And the disciples in the, in the midst of this storm, they, they do one thing right. First, they first go to God. Yeah. They first understand that, that, that we need a conversation with God. Yeah. The problem with, with many of us is that's not we are filtered. The problem with many of us is that in the midst of our storms, in the midst of our struggles, well, Everybody, everybody on our on our feed, <coughs> Instagram, Facebook, they know within 15 minutes. They know within five minutes. There's nothing wrong with being transparent. But you better wrong with Christ. Yeah. You better sit down with God and be told where you're at. The problem wasn't that the disciples went to God, went yeah. to Jesus. The problem is they went to him without faith. Yeah. 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 Realizing who he is. Yeah. And see, for many of us, our God is too small. Many of us, we, we, we put God in a little box. We bring him out only for certain occasions. I say, no, that's not the way that you do. Have faith in him that you know who he is. And you realize that he's a big God. He sits high and he looks low. The psalmist says that he. Earth, the earth was the first Many times we can see God too small. Yeah. Our conversation needs to be a confidence with the, with the big God. Yeah. It needs to be a first. It needs to be a first. A first conversation. Look, scripture, scripture tells me that, that a good father, a good father. If, if, if his child is, is, is in need and, and hungry and needs some stuff, he's not going to give him stones. No. He's not going to give him steaks. Yeah, no. And, and, and the writer is using that that if an earthly God or an earthly father would give good stuff to his, his child. Yeah. How good. Y'all are going to be trying to an all-knowing God, the one who created us. How good do we need to us? We go with God. We go with God. This idea that he's a little God. We can't. We can't. We can't. We talk to him. We talk to God. Look. God, Jesus is on this ship. Now, I'm, I'm interchanging for a reason. But you know who Jesus is, right? Yeah. Jesus is on the ship and he's sleeping. Yeah, right. He's on the ship, and you're okay. He's sleeping. The disciples are running around. They forgot that he's, look, he's realized that's the problem. That's the problem. 
doctrine, that's the study of final things. Wherever final things are, he's there. Whatever beginning things are, he, he, was, he was there. He's the one, and if he's sleeping, well, guess what you can do? My conversation, my talk is personal with big God, but I've got to believe that he is who he says he is. Moses, Moses was the best way he could come up with. He said, I am that I am. He came to him and he said, God, you got me, you want me to do some big stuff. When I come to when I come to Pharaoh, who do I say sin? He says, you tell him I, I am that I am. In the midst of my, my storm, the first one that I that I talk to is, is God. Yeah. What you do is you look at this and it's really remarkable counter. The problem was not necessarily that the disciples um, look they knew that Jesus could do miracles. Yes. The problem that they had is that it looked like he did not care. They said, Jesus, do you do you care that we perish? Well, again, to minimize, to minimize that. Yeah. How many of us minimize Mary and Martha? You do know, you do know Mary and Martha. They, 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 they had a brother by the name of Lazarus. Yeah. And Lazarus, Lazarus died. Yeah. And word made it to made it to Jesus. Yeah. And it made it, it made it to Jesus. And Jesus stayed where he was at two more days. Yeah. And by the time he got into what Bethany, by the time he got into Bethany, Lazarus had been dead four days. Yeah. And Mary and, and Martha, they, they see Jesus from afar. I can see it right now in my baptism of meditation. I can see him with a whole lot of lip walking towards Jesus. Somebody in the mind. By the time they got to him, they said, Your friend is dead. But if you had been here, yeah. he'd be alive. Right. Jesus. Jesus. Assess the situation. And so, he told them, Take me to where you land. Yeah. And he's telling us the same thing. We come to him with our problems and we think that he's forgotten. We think that he doesn't see that Molly is struggling. He, he thinks, or we think, we think that our God doesn't see that, that we're struggling with our bills and we're struggling with our kids and struggling in our marriages. Struggling with loved ones in the midst of their, their own battles. Jesus is telling us the same thing. Take us to where you are. Lost faith. Yeah. <laughs> Take us to where you first lost your, lost your faith. Yeah. The conversation in the midst of my storm, it first needs to be with God. It needs to be that I'm coming to him in faith. You look throughout the psalm, David, David is quite clear. David got a long problem. He got a whole lot of problems. One thing that we know is that David was praying, man. Yeah. He trusted God. We know that the storm, if allowed by God, it's got to have a purpose. It's got to have a plan. It's got to have a lesson. Chuck Swindoll, he says, two questions must be answered. 
Why am I so afraid to deal with my storm? Why is my faith cracking? Jesus tells me, he says, your faith is the, is the problem. My conversation needs to be first with God and with you. Yeah. And it needs to be affirmations that God has promised. I was at a seminar and the preacher told the group, he said, first thing he does every every morning, first thing he does is he reads a list. I think he said 20, 20 affirmations from the scripture. Think about the many of us, first thing we, we turn to in the morning. If you want to get rocked, you go ahead and jump on the news or jump on social media first thing you do. I advise you not to do that. Not first thing. First, first thing. But there was affirmations. He spoke life into him subconsciously. Every morning he says he wanted to spend time with God. You want, to, you want the word to speak to you. When those storms come, they do come. And you've got to keep your reservoir. Something that's so easy. See, the problem with many of us is that what comes out of us in a tough time is not, it's not God. Yeah. Because we didn't put God in stuff. I talk to God, and then I, I talk to myself. There's, there's self talk. See, the problem with many of us is our self talk is, is the feelings. In the midst of our storms, in the midst of our struggles, even in the midst of life, our self-talk will be told ourselves for years. This is the deal. Let me give you some. Look, I know we're, know we're, there were 12 spies. 12 spies in numbers, right? Numbers. There were 12 spies. And who said Moses? Moses sent the 12 spies out. And, and, and I look for the land had already been promised to the Israel nation. All right? So the spies were sent out to scout the land. Ten of them. Ten of them came back and they said, you know what? That's a good land. Oh, it's been, that's a fantastic land. But there's giants. There's giants in the land, so we're not going to be able to take it. Keep in mind, God is already promising. Promising. Then there were two. Joshua and Caleb. And they said, yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some giants there. But it's, but it's our land. And so we need to go, we need to go conquer, conquer the land. Yeah. What am I saying? I'm saying there's a picture of self-talk. Yeah. So by the time the ten had already, by the time the ten showed back up in the land where the Israel nations were at, they had already talked themselves out of the victory. Yeah. The other two, but the same land, same scout team, they heard the same promise. But those two, they came back. They came back with a whole different talk. <laughs> they had already told themselves through the affirmation of God. So we can tell them. What am I saying? I'm saying when you when you're with God and you walk closely with God. Yeah. And you trust what He's told you. Yeah. And you pour into yourself what he's told you. Huh? You can start to do that. Yeah. 
If he looked at the giant, if he looked at the, at the story, and he said, he said, I, I see your, I see your spirit. I see all, all that you got. I see your height. It's a girl on this. He said, but I'm coming to you in the name of God. Yes. Oh, Say I see the top in the midst of us. Yeah. We better learn how to talk. Yeah. Talk to us. Yeah. We better learn how to talk in difficult times and look at those difficult times. Yeah. Except those difficult times. Yeah. And look, it doesn't it doesn't pay to look, there was a giant. It doesn't pay to say, well, it ain't no giant. No, that's a giant. I ain't no use lying to you sitting up there. So fun. There's some struggles in my household, some struggles in your household. There's some folks that are, that are wrestling with some health issues. There's some folks that are tired. There's some, there's some real uh, uh, issues when it comes to finances. Ain't no use in buying. I said, well, no, everything's just fine. No, it's just it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I've got God. If I've got God. Look, if I know the Lord and he's on the ship sleeping, he said he's sleeping. He's sleeping on the ship. The scripture tells me that every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. He is. He is not. He sleeps. The one from everlasting to everlasting. One, one that peeked into existence and saw me. He said, stay on the stay on the ship. You may have some folks jump off that you love for close to you. may have some, some waves and you may have some water come in and it may be nighttime. Yeah. Bless your soul if you stay on the ship. You see, Jesus, Jesus is on the ship. Yeah. And Jesus is sleeping. Jesus, he's not forgotten. He's not forgotten about, about us. Exactly. And it said that he is going to get to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. He said, we're getting to the other side. That's all you have to know. If Jesus has told you that you're going to get to the other side, how are you going to get to the other side? Conversations with me. Conversations with me. A conversation to my son. Singer extraordinary Lorna Adams was said she told the storm, even though your wind blows, I want you to know you call me no alarm because I'm safe in his arms. Even though rain falls, I can still make this call. Let there be peace. Now I can say no way. I command you Move today. I took the storm to pass. 
Thank you. 